from the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hey, g'day, and great you could join us for another edition of WIA National News, this for week commencing May the 2nd, 2010. And ACMA increases licence fee. Tucked away on last week's VK7 News was a little piece from Fred Swainston. He must have been writing from the States. His call sign here is W1ARTO. He let them know that they have been advised of a licence fee increase. Seems that since April 5, licence fees are now $65, with licence variations remaining at 41 Friday, July 30. That's the closing date for applications for the WIA Club Grant Scheme. Full details of the 2010 rules for the scheme can be obtained from the WIA website, which you should all be able to repeat after me now, wia.org.au. The WIA AGM weekend is looming, and here's Robert broadcasting from the Alto Restaurant. And I'm joined by the restaurant manager, Adrian Webster. Good morning, Adrian. Good morning, Robert. Now, this is a pretty fantastic restaurant. The views here are just spectacular. And the restaurant rotates. Adrian, how long do you need to be in the restaurant to do a full revolution? Well, Robert, it takes approximately uh, 83 minutes to do a full revolution. Uh, However, weight does affect the speed. So on a busier night, it may take maybe 85 minutes or, or longer to do a full revolution. Well, that's uh, interesting. We've actually got uh, well over 100 people now coming to your restaurant here on the Friday night of the centenary weekend, Friday the 28th. We're all looking forward to uh, joining you here in the restaurant. Can you tell us a little bit about what's on the menu? Yes, certainly. Uh, It'll be an alternative drop menu Um, for main course. You'll have uh, salmon and herb. Now, the salmon is lightly cured and pan-roasted with a warm salsa verde and a capsicum and onion uh, caponata. And we also have the alto mignon and onion, which is wrapped in prosciutto and butter-roasted with a confit of shallot and garlic. For sweets as well, uh, we have the clafouti de prune with a Tahitian vanilla bean ice cream and warm chili maple syrup and a manomari golden caramel pudding with nutmeg uh, ice cream. Oh, that, that, that sounds sensational. I'm hungry already. Yeah, that's great. Now, it looks like you've got a, a very good selection of wines and uh, things to drink here, Adrian. Um, is there anything special that you'd like to tell us about your collection? Uh, yes, no, no. We have a, a very wide uh, beer, wine and cocktail selection. Uh, so very talented bartenders if you're sort of interested uh, after a cocktail. But yes, with some very nice wines, I could uh, recommend the O'Reilly's Ganache wine, absolutely beautiful, and the Peterson Chardonnay, also a very lovely uh, drop. We look forward to enjoying them on the night. Well, thanks for uh, your time this morning, Adrian, and for uh, joining us on WIA News. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. National Field Day. As part of the WIA centenary celebrations, we're proud to announce the National Field Day. Pick up your pencils and mark Saturday, October 2 on your calendars now. This is your club or group's opportunity to take amateur radio to the public. It's your chance to get in on the ground floor on what will surely be Australia's biggest amateur radio publicity event each and every year. While the focus of the event is not a traditional contest, simple awards are planned for innovative, well-presented field day stations that catch the public eye and positively promote amateur radio. You can read the introductory story in the coming edition of AR Magazine, 
And of course, keep an eye on the WIA website for more information. Around Australia in VK2, Peter, VK2 FPHR of Peak Hill wrote us, and I quote, Could you please, over the next broadcast, advise listeners the barbecue set down for May 1 has been postponed to another time due to family dramas? Well, that was a little late getting in because May 1 was yesterday, but there you go, Peter. Port Stephens' promotion on Anzac Day was marred by heavy rain and huge interference from some source in the area, but as they say, there is always next time. There were quite a few people that came in in the afternoon as the rain had stopped. They came in to look around and see the gun being fired. And also, the club had been extended an offer to return whenever they wish by the Fort Scratchley Historical Society. Here's some news now from St George Amateur Radio Society. The famous Bill Shakespeare auction is returning to Sydney on Wednesday the 5th of May. The St George Amateur Radio Society has available a huge range of electronic components including resistors, capacitors, transistors, diodes, integrated circuits, etc. Plus lots of radio equipment on offer from other sellers. Time to clear out the shack this weekend and bring along your pre-love radio equipment to sell at the auction. The auction is to be held at the club's room, Donnelly Park, Coal Parade, Coal Bay, commencing at 7pm. Tea, coffee and refreshments will be available on the night. Pre-registration and further details are available on the club's website, sgars.org. Keep that date in mind, Wednesday evening, 5th of May. Look forward to seeing you there. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Bathurst, it can be heard on VK2 RDX 146.650 MHz at 10am local time. I'm Paul, VK2GX. A little further south, VK3 and the Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club members announced that 17th of July they'll be conducting their annual ham fest at the Cranbourne Community Hall, the corner of Clarendon and High Streets. 40 tables of goods will be presented at this large venue and stallholders should book early as demand is always high. VK4 and Q News, Art VK4 Geo from Cairns has completed their D-Star hotspot, 439.1 Simplex. If you're planning to make a holiday trip, try out the local D-Star and APRS Gateway in Cairns. And if needed, you can contact Art. His telephone number is in the text edition, best read at wia.org.au. Some VK7 QSL Bureau info. Inbound cards, both national and international, are posted to the VK7 QSL post office in Hobart. The QSL manager, John VK7RT, collects and sorts WIA members' cards and sends them on to the respective WIA members. This is either by hand to the domain or self-addressed self-envelope mail to others. Now, the WIA policy is that the members responsible for funding such mail-outs. Amateur cards belonging to non-WIA members are kept at the manager's residence. Non-members can contact John to allow them the opportunity of making suitable arrangements for collecting their own cards. The WIA is adamant that QSL managers do not in any way put time into the sorting of non-members' cards, says John VK7RT. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. Education, youth and advancement of amateur radio. I'm James, VK6NAH. The future of amateur radio is with the youth. 
The future of amateur radio is with the youth and we need to adopt if we want to attract them. This was the message from IARU Region 1 President Hans Blondil Timmerman, Papa Bravo to Tango, as he delivered the after-dinner address at the SARL Awards Banquet in Port Elizabeth last week. He said the expectations of the youth were very different from those that moved the current generation to become radio amateurs. What interested us is that time no longer enthuses the youth of today, said Timmerman. He continued to say, My advice is, let go on much of what we know and love, and let them do what they love. Their focus is more visual. They are keen on new technologies but also want it to happen fast. Clubs can do much to promote amateur radio. Start a junior section with a young leader in your club. Focus on visual, virtual and new technologies. Promote amateur radio as an art and a science. Different from the internet and cell phones. Senior members should provide the resources and support and let youngsters off the leash. We urgently need a new approach. Tyco offers free electronics courses. Tyco Electronics has launched a free web-based training program aimed at designers of electronic and electrical equipment. From electrical basics to detailed descriptions of circuit protection strategies, Circuit Protection University provides a suite of practical self-paced tutorials. The site launch has been nicknamed CPU and includes an overview of circuit protection devices and tutorials on overcurrent and overvoltage protection techniques. Additional courses in coordinated circuit protection and I.O. port protection are now also available. Most important, the training program also includes real-world examples of circuit protection solutions for consumer electronic devices. Produced by Q News for the WIA, this is the National News Service, relayed throughout Australia and originates from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to RSGB Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. New South African Council elected. At the AGM held in Port Elizabeth, Dennis Green, ZS4BS, was elected as President with Mark Zank, ZS6YES, as Vice Chairman. The Council will meet in the next two weeks to assign portfolios to the other Councillors. Rassi Erasmus, ZS1YT, the immediate past President, will continue as Treasurer. Central Scotland, repeater problems. Following the ongoing jamming and abuse problems on a number of Central Scotland FM group repeaters, a meeting has taken place between Ofcom, the repeater group and the RSGB to discuss options to address the problem. Ofcom has indicated that the problem is under active investigation and as a result enforcement action has been taken against one individual resulting in the forfeiture of equipment and a number of others being warned of their conduct. The investigations are still ongoing. Ofcom has also reminded repeater users not to respond to any abuse or jamming heard on the repeaters. School Club EU Day, 5th of May. The annual School Club EU Day will take place on the 5th of May. It is designed to create contacts with and between school amateur radio clubs and training centres and give them the opportunity to contact other amateur stations around Europe. The activity is a great way to get young operators on the air from their school shacks. An English version of the rules for this event can be found on the German website. New Worldwide Radio Operators Foundation announced. 
There is a new player on the ham radio political and educational scene with the goal of improving the skills of amateur radio operators around the world. This by utilising education, competition, advancement of technology and scientific research to promote international friendship and goodwill. It also wants to help prepare hams to better serve society in times of communication need. These are the lofty goals of the Worldwide Radio Operators Foundation Incorporated and it has the backing of some of the heaviest of the true heavyweights in the hobby. In looking at the overall structure of the Worldwide Radio Operators Foundation, it appears to have adopted some of the finer points of organizations like the Radio Club of America, the Quarter Century Wireless Association, major DX and contest groups, and even the ARRL, and put them all under one roof. It's then added an emphasis on high-frequency radio sports as an operational training ground. The only questions are, will this approach succeed? And if it does, what will its long-term effect be on the overall hobby? The Worldwide Radio Operators Foundation is incorporated as a nonprofit organization in the state of Ohio and is pursuing tax-exempt status under Section 501c3 of the Internal Revenue Code so that all donations made will be tax-deductible. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Norm Seeley, KI7UP in Scottsdale, Arizona. On the air, listen out for the special call signs AO1EU all the way up through AO9EU between May 1st and the 20th. This to commemorate the 60th anniversary of Robert Schumann's presentation of his proposal for the creation of what is now known as the European Union. The activity is organized this year by Spain's EA Digital Federation under the auspices of the European Radio Amateurs Organization. All bands and all modes will be used. A special QSL card will be available only via Eurobureau QSL at www.eurobureauqsl.org. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Brisbane area, it can be heard on 1843 kHz AM at 0900 local time Sunday mornings. I'm Terry, VK4 Alpha, Alpha Tango. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special events in on-air contest column, Dateline 2010. On now until May 6, Westlake CQ Repeater Contest. May 8, WIA VK Trans-Tasman 80 metres phone. May 15 and 16, NZAT sinks the shield. June 12, WIA VK Trans-Tasman 160 metres phone. June 12 and 13, WIA Workdoor VK Shires. June 19 and 20, WIA Winter VHF UHF Field Day. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX and net advice. A special call sign will be activated for the famous car race of 24 hours in Le Mans in France. The call used will be TM24H, on the air from the 30th of May to the 13th of June 2010. The QSL manager will still be F6KFI. International summits on the air. Another international summits on the air weekend will be held on the first weekend in May, the 1st and 2nd. All prospective activators are encouraged to post their planned activities on SOTAWASH as soon as is practicable. The event encourages summit-to-summit contacts between the many international associations that comprise SOTA. It should give chasers the opportunity to work as many different associations as possible. This does mean that HF may be required, but does not mean that this is solely a HF event. The choice of operating band and mode is left to the individual activator. 
GN4 KPT Stroke Portable will be on the air on the 2nd and 3rd of May from Shane's Castle for the STEAM Rally. This is a joint venture between Antrim and District Amateur Radio Society and Ballymena Amateur Radio Club. To mark the 10th anniversary of the closure of the world's largest maritime radio station, Portishead Radio, GB10 GKA is being activated from 30th of April to the 27th of May. Hours of operation will be dependent on individual operators' free time and operation will be primarily on CW. Rick, G3YEC, will operate 30th of April until the 6th of May from his QDH near Colchester. Special anniversary QSL cars will be produced to mark this historic event. EQSL will also be used. Certificates for contacting GB10, GKO and more than 4 HF bands will be available. ZL7J will be on the air from Chatham Island between the 28th of April and the 3rd of May. All bands from 1.9 MHz to 28 MHz will be used with SSB and CW. QSL via JH1HRJ. News, talk and radio sport. Here with VK1 WIA. Cares 73. This is Don VK4FNQA, AM and CW for Anzac Day. A success. Reports have flooded in from stations that participated in the inaugural AM and CW for Anzac Day commemoration, indicating that the worldwide event was a huge success. On the publicity side, it has been gleaned that at least two efforts have been successful in the mainstream media, with Mike Banjo-Patterson, VK4MIK, involved with a number of interviews with the ABC local radio Far North Queensland and leading up to the event, and a successful venture into the print media by Ray VK4NET and Colin VK4UCM, interviewed while they were transmitting from one of World War II bomb craters in Townsville. On the international scene, a number of restoration stations made contact across the pond, both near and far, and a standout effort by Bill, VK4WL, in Mariba, enabled at least one PSK contact to be made with the Tango Charlie SWAT team located near Anzac Cove. Nick VK4YT, Ross VK4AQ and Mike VK4MIK were suitably supervised by World War II veteran Tom VK4AOG with the CW and AM operation on restored military gear signing as VK4GHL from Mariba Aerodrome. Dale, AX4WAT, did some nice long AM contacts operating portable from the Rocky Creeks Memorial site and then from the Atherton War Cemetery. Amateur Radio Victoria had VK3RAN running hot from the Warship Castlemaine Museum with gear operated by Terry, VK3UP and Michelle, VK3FEAT working a total of 113 stations. Wyala Amateur Radio Club did some great public relations and some great contacts from the Warship Wyala Museum and, not to be outdone, VK4AN from the Warship Diamantina did a heap of AM contacts using the ship's restored communication gear. VK4WIT from the ex-World War II RAF communication headquarters in Townsville worked a few stations during the afternoon and was control station for the North Queensland net which ran during the evening on 80 metres 
AM, with 18 stations participating. Many of the operators who participated in the commemoration have sent congratulations messages to Mike VK4MAK and the silent veterans who originally thought up the idea for the on-air event. Mike has asked about the likelihood of the event becoming a regular annual event occurring as near as possible to Anzac Day and the consensus so far is a resounding yes. The WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia. This is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. Intruder Watch, Enforcement Zone. Radio Kuwait cleared from the amateur radio band. From the 12th to the 19th of April, the Radio Kuwait broadcaster had been transmitting programs in Arabic with up to 30 dB over 9 signals blocking almost 20 kHz of the 40 metre band. Yes, Radio Kuwait was broadcasting in the amateur Radio 7 meg allocations. However, speedy action by the IARU monitoring system Intruder Watch resolved the problem. A combined action led to the removal of Radio Kuwait on 7150 and 7190. In Media Watch and Hot Off the Press, a new DX book available by W9KNI. A Year of DX. It's a new book by noted author Bob Locker, W9KNI, that follows him as he makes an all-out effort to win the 2008 running of CQ Magazine's DX Marathon. The marathon is a year-long operating event during which a contestant works as many countries and CQ zones as possible, any band or any mode. Anyone who read and enjoyed Bob's Complete the book is sure to find this new book equally worthwhile. Now some housekeeping, or maybe we call it roasting some chestnuts. If you are rebroadcasting this news service, or are a callback operator, then you should be subscribed to the WIA broadcasters at yahoogroups.com server. This will tell you the duration and where the backup file of the news is stored each week. It also gives details of special broadcasts to be aired, such as the RD Weekend Open and our Jota address. A second email is sent in each week with the callbacks tallied up. It is this list that is used to update the wia.org.au site, so your callbacks are important, because otherwise you'll find you've disappeared off the list. Now, here's a note for when you send us material to broadcast, and this is very important. If you're sending a text script for the newsroom to read, send it to us in the way you would expect to hear it being read back. Now by this, I mean, don't write, I'm VK9CXS and our club here at Christmas Island is holding a welcome to New Hams. Now, you may be at Christmas Island, but our reader may be in Tassie or Victoria or Ingham. Instead write, VK9CXS tells us that the club on Christmas Island is holding a welcome to New Hams right in the third person. Now, we would much prefer you to also send us a voice clip in WAVE or MP3. And details on where to upload that to us are on the WIA broadcast page at wia.org.au. Upload your audio, making sure your call sign is part of the file name, and email us the script. 
it should be obvious that if you send us audio and you are, as an example, VK9CXS, you wouldn't read it yourself in the third person. Now, all this does make our life a lot easier, and filing and writing correctly will help get your reports to air in a timely manner, particularly when other groups, like Reese did last weekend, and congratulations to everybody down there for a good broadcast, it makes it easier when they take over the task when I'm absent. Across Australia and around the world... From VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Maryborough, Queensland, Australia, it's relayed on the EQSO for PMR and UHFCB network at 2300 UTC each Saturday. From the Maryborough Electronics and Radio Group, I'm Ray, VK4 TPT. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. Morse Code Practice via Echolink. You can now get Morse Code Practice sessions by using Echolink. Just connect to the Whiskey One Alpha Whiskey Conference Server. That's W1AWBDCT. It's node 37374. At 9.45pm ET, phone bulletins are currently available. The audio sent is in real time and runs concurrently with Whiskey One Alpha Whiskey's regular transmission schedule. The birthday of Samuel Morse. Samuel Morse, who introduced telegraph communications in the United States, was born 219 years ago on April 27, 1791, in Charleston, Massachusetts. On the 24th of May, 1844, he famously sent the message, What hath God wrought? Quoting Numbers 2323, by telegraph from Washington, D.C. to Baltimore. His full name was Samuel Finley Breeze Morse, and he lived from April the 27th, 1791, until April the 2nd, 1872. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital. Amateur Radio Group to End Packet Operations. Steve Perkins, G4FPV, and Stuart Wilkinson, G0LGS, have decided that with the continued decline of packet radio activity, and due to a change in personal circumstances, that they will close down the following systems for which they are responsible, on or soon after the 31st of May 2010. They are G4FPV, MLVN node, GB7GLO, that's the GLOB's AX25BBS, and GB7LGS, Cheltenham Node, TCPIPBBS. This will bring to an end the provision of packet radio nodes and BBS facilities in and around the North Gloucestershire and South Worcestershire areas after around 20 years of near-continuous operation. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier the second payloads on the Indian PLVC-15 launch, currently slated for May the 5th, will be two amateur radio CubeSats, along with a Norwegian satellite. One of the CubeSats, StudSat, was built by Indian students and will operate on 437.505 MHz. Violet is an amateur radio satellite being built at Cornell University for launch early in 2011. 
The name derives from the Ultraviolet Telescope, which includes Flight Spare Deep Impact CCDS. The satellite is a 50cm cube satellite and will carry a 4K8 UHF simplex packet links with 5 watts of RF downlink power. Violet will allow guest investigators to utilise multiple CMG arrays to test and validate CMG steering laws, maintain a communication link, download data for use in steering law validation over multiple orbits, acquire the sun and charge the batteries when necessary. A submission for frequencies has been made to the IAIU Amateur Radio Satellite Frequency Coordination Panel. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Great new titles on the shelves of the WIA bookshop, including the RSGB Radio Communications Handbook, the ARRL Handbook, the VK4VK Antenna Book Collection, Hands-On Radio Experiments containing 61 Practical Experiments, and the VHF Digital Handbook, which covers diverse subjects, including D-Star. So visit wia.org.au and look for the bookshop in the members area. If you're not already a member, make sure you join the WIA. WIA today, wia.org.au. So there we be, another edition of WIA National News. Quick look at the social scene in May, two big ones coming up, both on May the 8th in VK3 and VK4. In VK4, we have the Brisbane Amateur Radio Club's Bark Fest at Mount Cravat Showgrounds, 9.30. And in VK3 at 10am May 8, the Moorabbin District Amateur Radio Club Hamfest at Brentwood Secondary College. Now until next week, when we meet... I'm Graham, VK4 Double B. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1 WIA. We've reported. You decide.